Hey everyone, this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTrain.com and TTMembers.com. And our new site in German, believe it or not, TurbulenceTraining.de, and that is where you can actually find the Turbulence Training Program translated into German. So the entire website, the entire program, and the nutrition guide as well, actually translated into German. It looks quite funny, and you'll see that everything is translated, and I have no idea how to speak German, so I had somebody do that for me. But we're going to also do Spanish and a couple other languages in the near future, so look for that. Anyways, this week I want to share with you a whole bunch of workouts, lots of things that you can do, body weight stuff, abs workouts. It's going to be pretty cool. You're going to have lots of workouts to go through. Now, you know, we're here in the middle of February, and people's motivation is starting to slow down, so I really want everyone to stay motivated. Hopefully they had a great weekend, Valentine's Day weekend, and now you're ready to get going and back to your fat loss program. So you had a little bit of a reward meal maybe on the weekend, and now it's back to business. So I spent the weekend out of my country home and walking out in the fields with my, my dog, Valley the Dog, and we had a great weekend. And I was also reading my friend Brad Pilon's new protein book, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But he basically goes over a whole bunch of myths on protein intake and really goes against the grain here. But I think it's a common-sense approach to uh, how much protein we really need because a lot of people are just giving protein way too much of mystical and magical com uh, characteristics, and it's just its nothing more than, you know, pro I mean, ch protein shakes are nothing more than chicken or, you know, glorified milk, in my opinion, uh, just with less carbohydrate than milk. But there's nothing magical about a protein shake. It's not steroids. It's not really going to make that big of a difference if all you did was have one protein shake a day. That's only 20 grams of protein, and you can get that in two cups of yogurt. So people just need to understand what protein is and what protein isn't, and it's simply just another component that you need, but it's not going to do anything magical for you. All right, so let's start with this week's transformation tip. And, again, this one's going to go against the grain as well, but that's because it's from Brad Pilon again. And it's because I'm going to recommend that you consider doing what two out of three transformation contest winners have already done, and that's use his fasting program for fat loss. So I know that sounds a little bit crazy. It did, it did to me when I first had him tell me about it. But what it is is you simply fast for 24 hours, and there's a few details that he goes over in his book. But I've done it a couple times, and I even did the turbulence training seminar that I did in January. I did that fasted. So all day long we were present, doing presentations, presenting our information. Uh, we didn't eat lunch, so we did Q&A all, all at lunchtime, and we get so much more work done when we don't have to worry about preparing six meals per day. But that's another story, not to mention kitchen cleanup is much less. But I highly recommend that you do give uh, his book a read. I also did it on a weekend once, and I'll talk about that a little bit more as I get to the Friday portion of this call. But I call it craigsweekenddiet.com. So that's the website for Brad's program, and I call it craigsweekenddiet.com because that's when I feel best doing the fasting approach. And like I said, two of the three winners of the transformation contest, the Emily from our first contest, and Catherine from our second contest, they both used Eat, Stop, Eat, or Craig's Weekend Diet, or Brad's program, whatever you want to call it. They they did use it on a consistent basis. And it's 
you don't even have to use it on a consistent basis to really get the full benefits out of it. I was talking to somebody who didn't like doing it. So some people won't like doing the fasting, but personally I think it's pretty easy if you set set your mindset to it and get your mind wrapped around what you're supposed to do. But the big thing about Brad's program is that you realize that you can go more than three hours without food. You realize that you can be hungry and still functional. And you realize that it's not that big of a deal to not eat on a schedule. So it really does free people from food and takes the power away from food and gives you the power because I know so many people struggle with control over food intake and binge eating. And I believe Brad's program truly is liberating for those types of people that are having struggles. So I highly recommend it. And you also get uh, Brad's new protein book as uh, an upsell when you you go to his page, and that's at craigsweekenddiet.com. All right, so let's look at this week's workout that we're going to break down. It is called the Turbulence Training 2K7 program. And this program like every program in the 2K series, is always coming out in January. So it's always a culmination of everything that I learned in the, in the past year. So this is all the best stuff that I learned in 2006. And you'll see some, you know, how things have evolved over time uh, to 2009 now and how our programs are different than this one that I did in 2007. It's pretty neat to see things, how they change. I mean, the foundation remains the same, but some of the exercises, I, you know, I had a little... Uh, you know, I went through a phase with certain exercises, and you know now I don't use them as much, and now I'm going through phases with other exercises, so you see them more often. But there's going to be some ab training in here and some body weight circuits, so make sure you go by uh, turbulencetraining.blogspot.com to read all the workouts uh, in case you can't copy them down while you listen to this. But the first workout, so workout A starts with a superset of barbell or dumbbell squats, so whatever you have access to. Uh, I would always do barbell squats because I'm strong enough that it becomes difficult to hold enough weight in the dumbbells to do the squatting motion, but dumbbell squats are good for beginners and intermediate strength levels. So choose your squat for the first part of the superset, and then you're going to pair that with dumbbell incline press. So, you know, we're not fooling around with this superset. It's, It's... almost a total body superset. It is a total body superset if you use dumbbell squats because you train your upper back. Uh, With barbell squats, you don't train the upper back, so it's not a completely full uh, total body superset. But that's what you're going to do, squats and presses first. Then in the second superset, you're going to do dumbbell rows and one-leg bench squats. So the one-leg bench squat is when you're standing on the bench and you have one foot off the edge and you slowly lower yourself down with all the weight over your other foot that's on the bench and just push your hip hip back and try to get your other foot as low to the floor as possible so to touch the floor. So it's a single leg squat done on a bench, um, a little bit different in biomechanics. You won't see that exercise that often in my new programs um, because just because it's a little awkward and uh, it's still a good exercise, but it is a little awkward. So you know, we might use just a regular one-leg squat now where you're not standing on the bench and, um, you know, maybe a reduced range of, mo- range of motion this way, but that's what we're using for uh, a single-leg exercise now. The benefit of being on the one leg or on the bench and doing the one-leg squat is that you can just drop your foot down 
uh, below bench level, whereas if you do a one-leg squat on flat surface on a regular floor, of course, you can't drop your foot straight down. You have to put your other foot out in front of you, and so there's you know, some pros and cons to each of those exercises. But I certainly wouldn't say that the one-leg bench squat is a bad exercise. I just don't use it as much anymore. All right, so third superset is going to be dumbbell swings, and that's going to be paired with squat thrusts combined with a push-up. So you do dumbbell swings, then you go down to the ground and do a squat thrust. But each time you do a squat thrust when your body's in the extended position, you're going to do a push-up as well to make it even harder. So a squat thrust, for those who don't know, is when you start in the push-up position and drive both knees up to your chest, you know, with your and your feet touch the ground again, obviously, and then you drive your feet back out until your body's in a straight line. And then in our version, we'll actually do a push-up in between you know, once you've driven your feet back out, and then before, but before you drive your knees back up. So that's what we're doing, squat thrust with push-up combined with dumbbell swings. So a very interval, metabolic-type superset there to finish things off. And then what you're going to do next is you have the option. You have a lot of options in this program. Um, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad because it confuses people. But you have the option to do a circuit of ab exercises at the end of this workout. And what I want you to do is train with, there's three ab circuits in this program that I've written out, two advanced, one beginner. And I was recommending the program that you use one of those ab circuits twice a week or any combination of the ab circuits so that you do two ab circuits per week. No more. And, you know, because if you did more, you'd kind of be wasting your time. Uh, you know, even if you did one, you get some results. You wouldn't have to do three, four, five ab circuits to get results. <clears throat> but that's optional. That can be done then, uh, no more than two times per week. And then you'll finish with interval training. And this is also optional. Uh, I gave a lot of options in this one, like people could plan their schedule out. So they might do strength training one day and interval training the next. Uh, so I said interval training is optional at the end of workout A, but you need to do interval training three times per week, so you got to fit it in there. And what I really want people to do is make sure they always have one day of the week off from intense structured exercise. So, you know, with all the options and the combinations I gave in this program, uh, make sure you're not training seven, training hard seven days per week. All right, so now we're going to move into Tuesday, and this is a easy day. If you did the interval training on day one, then you would just have an easy day, but you could also do your ab circuit on this easy day combined with a bit of other easy exercise. So we can go over beginner level ab circuit from this program. So there's only one circuit at the beginner level included in 2K7. And what you're going to do is each exercise back-to-back with no rest and then rest a minute and go through it uh, two more times. So you start with a plank for 30 seconds, then you do five mountain climbers for each side, then a 15-second plank for each side, and then you finish with the bird dog exercise, three repetitions for each, holding for a five count at the top of each rep. So it's pretty simple. Those are the basic, basic exercises. And to be honest, Dr. Stuart McGill says you actually can do the plank and side plank and bird dog on a daily basis because you're building up endurance in those muscles in the abdominals and in the low back. And so, you know, we're considering those endurance exercises and not strength exercises. 
So that's why he suggests you can actually do them on a really regular basis if that's your goal is to <clears throat> build up the endurance of those muscles to help you avoid low back pain. So those are, you know, the most basic, you know, what some people call core exercises. And so you could do those uh, on this, on the Tuesday as part of your 30 minutes of activity. So you can see what I mean when I said there were so many options that can confuse you because I'm starting to confuse myself here with all the options. But anyways, we're on to Wednesday now, and you're back to another turbulence training workout. And this is workout B from the program. And it's another total body exercise with a couple of unique exercises in here. Um, you're going to start with a pull-up or assisted pull-up, doing as many repetitions as possible. And you're going to pair that with a dumbbell Bulgarian split squat. Or you could use just body weight only dump, uh, Bulgarian split squats. You know, the only concern there is you're using your grip strength in both of those exercises. But that's why I chose the Bulgarian split squat because you wouldn't be able to hold a lot of weight in most cases. Uh, but your grip strength may be fatigued. So gets a little bit um, into a gray area there with our non-compete exercises. But that's a tough superset, even if you just did body weight only Bulgarian split squats, to do pull-ups and, and split squats, that is a full-body superset. I mean, most people don't realize how hard their chest is working in chin-ups and pull-ups, but trust me, it is, because your chest is trying to do uh, shoulder extension, and um, that means that it's contracting hard. So it's like a swimming motion. You know, when you do the front crawl, your arm is coming over in front, and your chest is contracting there. And that's what your arm wants to do in the pull-up is it, you know, your chest is contracting to help you get up to the top of the position. So most people underestimate it, but you find out pretty quickly if you ever have a chest injury how much your chest actually does work in the pull-up exercise. So you do pull-ups, and then you do the split squats, and that's our first superset. And our second superset is dumbbell chest press or bench press paired with a dumbbell step-up. So that's another total body superset because, you know, you're getting a little bit of upper back work in the step-up by holding dumbbells, and obviously you're pressing uh, and the, the bench press. So, man, this is a, those are two supersets that could stand on their own. If you only had 10 minutes to do a workout, you could just choose superset one or choose superset two, and you'd hit pretty much your entire body. Superset 3 uses one of uh, the exercises that you rarely see in my program. It's called the alligator, and that is an exercise where you'll need to be on a wooden floor with a towel under your feet and your body's in a push-up position, and then you walk forward you know, with your feet not coming off the ground. They just kind of slide along, but you walk forward on your hands. It is tough on the wrists, so um, don't do a lot of those. Uh, you can also do it when you're on a carpet by placing your feet maybe on a weight plate. So, you know, depending on where you are, um, you can still do this on carpet just by putting your feet on a weight plate or it's easier in, in an aerobic studio or something where there's a wooden floor and you can just put your feet on a towel and you just walk along and you kind of look like an alligator walking along there. So that's why that exercise is called that. Now, if you can't do the alligator, you'll just do mountain climbers, and you can do eight repetitions per side there. And then you're going to pair that one with a dumbbell sift squat, which is another exercise you, 
I don't use a lot anymore, but you're just doing uh, dumbbell squats while on the balls of your feet, so your heels are off the ground at all times. Yeah, it works the quadriceps a little bit more because it moves the center of gravity forward, um, you know, but and, and it works your calves a little bit too because you're on the balls of your feet. But I just found that people are starting to have a little bit of balance problem with it, and it was okay, but uh, we got better exercises now. So after you've done that superset, you can go into another ab circuit, optional of course, or you can and you you can do interval training, which is also optional. Uh, depending on your time, your schedule, like I said, many options in this program. All right, now on to Thursday, another 30 minutes of activity level and another workout for us to go over, and we're going to go over the first advanced ab circuit. Again, no rest between exercises, then rest a minute at the end of the circuit, repeat up to two more times. So we start with plank with arms on the ball for 30 seconds, then one of my favorites, a cross-body mountain climber, then a side plank, and then a stability ball jackknife. And that's actually quite similar to one of the um, ab circuits that's in the upcoming March Madness Circuits program from 2009. So I actually have some couple of those exercises in there, and using that pre-fatigue type training where we do a stabilization endurance exercise followed by dynamic abdominal exercise. So... The one here is good, but the one in March Madness Circuits is actually 50 to 100% better, so you're going to like that one. All right, on to Friday, another TT workout, so you're going to go back to workout A from the 2K7 program. Now, I have this, I'm recording this call on a Friday, and I just went to the gym today. It was really, really busy in there on Friday, uh, so it's good to see that people are sticking with the resolutions. Um made my workout a little bit longer. But if you go to the gym and it's really busy and, you know, the equipment is taken, you can do this bodyweight circuit, which is also included in the 2K7 program. So here's how it breaks down. Prisoner squat for 15 reps, jumping jacks for 30 to 60 reps, back extension on stability ball, which is an awkward exercise, and that's why you don't see that one in the programs anymore. Um, if you can't do that, you can do a back extension in the in the back extension uh chair raise thing, or you could uh, maybe do an exercise like a reverse lunge in place of that back extension on a stability ball. Not an exact equal comparison exercise, but uh, most people were reporting that they just didn't realize how to do the exercise that I showed in the pictures. It's a little bit awkward, especially with the ball sliding around on you. So that's why you don't see that one in the program anymore, and I have to admit, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I choose exercises that aren't... Uh, aren't 100%, you know, they're only 90% effective, so we're always trying to improve the programs. So after you've done whatever exercise there, you're going to move on to T push-ups. Uh, if you're a beginner, you use kneeling push-ups, and then you're going to use a two-leg stability ball leg curl and finish off with burpees combined with the push-up. So when you drop down and put your legs back out, you're going to do the push-up, then bring your knees back up to your chest and jump up in the air. So that's it for the bodyweight circuit, and that can be done in place of interval training or on off days. So like I said, a lot of options here in this program. And then I also want to mention that I call Brad's program Craig's Weekend Diet because that's when I do it best. So from 8 o'clock Friday night till 8 o'clock Saturday night, that's when I would do my fast using Brad's program because it works perfect. You sleep in a little bit more on the weekend, you're generally busier and not thinking about food like you are at work when you're bored 
And so the day goes by faster, and the next thing you know, it's you know it's noon before you could have time to eat anyways. So why not just try and get a few more hours in there, go till 8 o'clock at night, get your 24-hour fast in, and you'll find out why that's so important in Brad's book. So visit his website, craigsweekenddiet.com. Find out more about you know how I use his fasting program on the weekend. And I like it, and it really will help you overcome the power that food has on you, and you'll be able to go you know, from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock without raiding the cookie bag, even though you had lunch at 12 o'clock. You know, if, if you don't have access to any healthy food, there's no reason that you have to have a snack just because you haven't eaten in three hours. So, you know, that's it's it's a real fine line for me to walk because I do believe that the six meals per day can work for people. And, I mean, that's the kind of lifestyle that I'm used to. But at some point, people take it too far. You know, they get obsessed with eating and have to eat according to an alarm clock. And, and that's not a, you know, this is a judgment call, but that's not the best way to live. I mean, you shouldn't have to be doing that. And, you know, the body is a very complex piece of machinery. It can survive a long time without food, and you're not going to lose all your biceps just because you didn't eat three hours and 14 minutes apart every day. So Brad's program, Brad's blog, at bradpilon.com go over this stuff in great detail and just show you how you can lose fat without getting obsessed and that's what I don't want people to see I don't want people or I don't want to see people becoming obsessed with nutrition the way they become obsessed with calorie counters on cardio machines and everything just becomes this calorie in calorie out uh, obsession and you know the people get away from a normal lifestyle so I just want people to be stress-free with their um, weight loss program. So that's what we're trying to share here Share here with you um, in terms of both the workouts that I do and the nutrition that Brad does. All right, on to Saturday. Time for another workout and our social support tip of the week. And, you know, if you can, why not put together a little training group for the weekends? You see all, all these cyclists do it. You know, they get 30, 40 people out for a ride. You know, why can't we put together maybe a three- or four-person training group with our friends and, you know, make a nice little Saturday morning out of it, go for a training session, go for coffee or green tea after or a hangout or a lunch. And, you know, I think that'll that'll really help people and keep them looking forward to workouts on the weekend or just meeting up on the weekend. So, anyways, what I'm going to give you now is the ab circuit number two, the advanced uh second advanced ab circuit that comes in TT2K7. So you're going to start with a push-up plank hand touch exercise. So what that means is you're going to be in the top of the push-up position. And if you just held that position for time, we'd call that a push-up plank. But what you're going to do is just add a tiny little twist to it to make it a little bit harder. Now a twist in the uh, figurative sense, not the literal sense. So I don't want you to twist your hips. I want you to maintain a straight body position, and what I want you to do is lift one hand up off the ground and slide it over and touch your other hand, and then back to the start position. But again, without dropping your hips down and rotating, I want you to maintain a very stable torso. So that's what we're going for there, just an extra bit of stabilization work for your hips and and torso area. Then you're going to follow that right up with the grasshopper push-up, five reps per side. And if you don't know what that is, uh, look for the March workout 
because we introduced the grasshopper push-up back in there. That one you haven't seen in a while, only because it just kind of gets lost in my memory of exercises, but it's a great exercise. Now, the next exercise we've actually taken out of all programs. Uh, so the stability ball crunch, we no longer use that one, but it is in the 2K7 original version. And i just taken it out because, you know, I, I preach conservative training all the time, and with everything that I know now, there's... There's no reason to have that pro, that exercise in there when we can really maximize the safety of, of the workout. So I would recommend using a stability ball rollout in place of that exercise. So that's my favorite abdominal exercise, especially with the ball. So check that out. And then the exercise after that, stability ball, cross-body mountain climber. So you have your hands on the ball and feet on the floor and bring your knee up to your opposite elbow, nice and slow, without rotating it. Um, without losing control, without getting out of that straight line. So it really is a tough exercise, especially to uh, maintain your balance on the ball there. So hands on the ball, like you're doing a push-up with your hands on the ball, and then just bring your opposite knee up to your opposite, or your knee up to your opposite elbow, and slowly back down, keeping your abs braced all the time. So that's what it's all about, is bracing those abs. Then rest a minute, repeat that circuit up to two more times. So, again, make sure you visit turbulencetraining.blogspot.com to see all these workouts on paper in case you aren't able to write all these down. All right, finally, we're getting into Sunday and the plan, shop, and prepare tip. And I want to talk to you today about the nutrition compliance, the 90% compliance that I think was made popular first by John Berardi. Um, I, I think that was where I saw it first. And so John has this recommendation that, in order to lose fat, you want to stick to your nutrition plan 90% of the time and have 90% compliance. And that sounds easy, but it is not. Most people overestimate their compliance and overestimate how well they eat. And when you get a real good look of how well they're eating, you find out they're down at 70 or 65%, and that's the reason why they're not losing belly fat. But I want to talk to you about two options you have here in terms of how you calculate your nutrition compliance because it's easy to do both ways uh, in practice, but in reality it's probably easier to do it this first way, and that's to do you know, how many meals out of your total week's meals are compliant. So let's say you eat six meals per day, seven days per week for 42 total meals. That means that 38 of those meals have to be according to plan. But really what it means is 48, or sorry, 38 meals and snacks out of 42 have to be according to plan. And you really have room for about one meal and three little treats to be off plan. Now, the other way to do it is a little trickier, but it's to do 90% of your calories need to be according to plan. And so you have 10% calories that you can play around with. So, you know, if you're looking at eating 2,000 calories per day for seven days, that's 14,000 calories. That means 1,400 calories can be reward calories. Now, if you eat an entire pizza from Domino's, you're probably going to be up to 1,400 calories, you know, with the soda included, and so you're done, and that's it. Those are all your reward calories for the week. So you have to consider that when you're planning a reward meal or what other people call a cheat meal, because if you really go outrageous with it, and even worse, if you do what people call a cheat day, I mean, you're going to st- 
stop your fat loss in its tracks, like, you know, faster than anything. So you have to really think about what it means to be 90% compliant, and you also have to be honest with yourself to make sure that you really are 90% compliant. And um, But that's a really good tip to follow, and you'll lose belly fat fast if you're able to be 90% compliant in nutrition. So lots of workouts and nutrition stuff this week. Um, more transformation tips coming next week, and then we're going to go over the TT2K8 program next week. We're also going to go over my 10 toughest bodyweight exercises and my 300, new 300 workout video. And actually, there was one uh, website I didn't share with you, and I want to send send you to it right now, and it is my 10 top ab exercises. I posted this on my men's health blog, and so here's the link for that to find out my 10 favorite ab exercises that you can do without a cable machine or weight machine, just using one exercise uses dumbbells, a couple exercises use um, stability ball, a couple exercises are body weight only, and one of them, I think it's just one of them, uses pull-up bar. So the so the uh, article can be found at http colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash 10, the number 10, best abs. So 10 best abs. And that's the link, and you'll find the article, and you'll find out what I think are the 10 best ab exercises you can do with minimal equipment. So check that article out, and join me next week when I give you the 10 best bodyweight exercises, and we'll soon have videos up for those as well. So this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com, or if you're in Germany, TurbulenceTraining.de, um, at TTMembers.com, and I highly recommend Brad's program at Craig'sWeekendDiet.com. And we'll see you next week. I wish you the best of luck in your nutrition and uh, workout program to help you lose belly fat and do it without long, slow cardio. Talk to you soon, and have a great week.